thinking of all sentient beings who have been our parents, and so with the wish of uh, leading all of them to a state of complete enlightenment. The text we are studying is the uh, Maya Navita Tantra Shastra, and we are in the third of the fourth uh, section of its explanation, which is the presentation of the treatise itself, um, presented in three parts. Uh, first, uh, the presentation of the body of the scripture, that is, the, all the points presented in general. And then the uh, the limbs, that is, uh, presentation of uh, each part individually. And um, then there is the conclusion. So we are in the uh, the second section, the, the limbs, which is uh, individual presentation of each point. There are two parts in this. There is first presentation of the, uh, the three jewels, which are... Uh, the result to be attained, and then presentation of the four remaining section, the sections, the way to uh, attain this fruition of the three jewels. We are in the second section, uh, which is uh, presented in three parts. This first presentation of the a general presentation of, of, of points common to all four. Um, then there is a individual presentation of the four points, and then the presentation of the benefits. So we are in the second, which is individual presentation of each uh, and in that there are four sections for each of the four points, and we're in the first one, presentation of the uh, the Dhammadatu itself presented in eight sections, and we are in the fifth um, uh, in the fifth section, which is the presentation of the analogies <coughs> as uh, linked, and so we are in uh, in that there are uh, two parts. There is um, um, how uh, defilement and essence are related uh, by their correspondence <coughs> together, and then how defilement and essence are uh, related by their uh, correspondence individually. And so we're in this uh, in the second part, which is uh, which has uh, two parts as well. The um, first, how the defilements in particular are illustrated, and second, how the nature the Dhammadatu is illustrated. So. Um, first, how the uh, defilements are uh, illustrated, and this has uh, four sections, four parts to this explanation, starting with uh, the classification of the obscuring defilements. ジャッジマギ、え、ペレ、カズンゴンドシェシャバデジョ、ジマギンビギン、あ、それペミギンナマサンギギクネバスネシオンデ、え、ペイギテンゴ、ジャッジャタンジュジェ、え、ニガタト
呃，结果过来，牛他了是吧？马他了，对的。对的，什么？新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的，新的
seeds of uh, desire, latent desire, latent hatred, latent stupidity. So those three poisons, the uh, the habitual tendency or the latent kind of a um, seed uh, of uh, desire, hatred, and stupidity in the uh, the mind of uh, sentient beings. And here we talk about beings free of desire. But when we talk about free of desire, we need to understand also that uh, it doesn't mean, you know, like a, a completely enlightened Buddha or uh, a Bodhisattva. Here we're talking about ordinary beings who are free of desire because there is, uh, you know, kind of a gradation in the uh, in um, freedom from uh, desire that is on the path as you go into a um, higher level of uh, of existence, then um, then there's less and less uh, desire. So as you go through uh, the, uh, the the levels of the the, the form realm and the formless realm, sentient beings in those uh, realms of uh, the form realm and formless realm have way less uh, desire than the uh, sentient beings in the desire realm, for example. So from desire uh, from desire realm and the, to formless realm, there's less desire. Form realm, formless realm, less desire, and then up to the uh, the peak of existence, the so-called uh, peak of, of existence, and so there is this gradation. So here we are talking about sentient beings who are uh, comparatively free of desire, and um, who have so these latent um, tendencies, and they are sentient beings who um, basically have. Um, those latent, uh, those seeds, those latent uh, desire, hatred, and stupidity are what is called non-transferable compounding factors or the non-transferable karma. This is the karma that those uh, sentient beings in the form and formless realm have. This is the kind of karma that gives, um, that is the cause for taking rebirth in the uh, on the dhyanas and in the formless realm. That is, in other words, in the form and the formless realm. ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、
So the text says so that those um, three um, seeds of latent uh, desire, latent hatred, and latent stupidity are destroyed by the primordial wisdom of uh, the noble ones. So um, here it says that um, so this is by the the wisdom of the um, of the Aryas that um, those um, uh, latent um, hatred, desire, and stupidity can be uh, can be destroyed and so but here we need to uh, to clarify a little bit also what is meant here because um, here it's, it's talking kind of generally but if we want to to look a little bit you know uh, more deeply in this we see that actually there's all those um, um, those aspects of the uh, destructive emotions 
which uh, can be already eliminated within the uh, like the desire realm, within the form realm, within the, the formless realm. Meaning, as you know, as you progress along that, uh, you know, to a higher realm, then you uh, eliminate the uh, obscurations of a lower realm, and up to um, and including the uh, the peak of existence. The peak of existence be being the highest uh, level of the formless realm. So, all the obscurations beneath the peak of existence, all those obscurations of the desire realm, of the form realm, of the formless realm which are not present at the uh, peak of existence can be removed within so within the the form realm within the formless realm within the desire realm as you progress along it but you still have the some obscurations some destructive emotions that can't be eliminated at uh, which are uh, at the peak of existence so in order to remove those which are present at the peak of existence that you need the uh, the wisdom of the aryas in order to remove those but um so it doesn't mean that all those you know uh, destructive emotions that are present in the desire realm, in the form realm, in the formless realm can only be eliminated by the wisdom of the Aryas. But it's uh, just uh, saying that actually, ultimately, you know, uh, then the, uh, the last one that are still present at the peak of existence, that you would need, you know, the uh, the wisdom of the Aryas to, to remove those. So that's um, here. So when it says that those are um, eliminated uh, by the... Um, the primordial wisdom of the noble ones uh, it, it is talking you know in general and this is the way we should understand this and when we talk about latent desire latent hatred latent stupidity so latent means that it is not you know uh, uh, apparent it doesn't doesn't appear they are not manifest but they are they are there uh, as a, like um, so as it says uh, latent and the word in Tibetan so bhaknya uh, refers to that to the fact that they are not um, uh, apparent and this uh, not apparent not in the sense that there would be uh, like the kind of habitual de tendencies or the kind of latent uh, obscurations of aryas on, on the boomies but just uh, they are not um, apparent for those sentient beings on those realms they're, they're types of uh, obscuration that they have themselves which are just uh, latencies which are, uh, pr uh, which are present within uh, the continuum of those sentient beings in the desire realm, the form realm, and the formless realm, but who which uh, do not uh, manifest, which are just there as a, as a seed, as a, a latency. But it doesn't mean that this is you know something that would be manifest only on the level of the aryas or something like that. It is uh, an aspect of destructive emotion, which is uh, just uh, present as as a seed within the the continuum of those sentient beings. So this is what the uh, Barniel refers to is the latencies, the habitual tendencies which are in the continuum of those uh, sentient beings. And so those uh, so are subtle uh, type of uh, destructive emotions and they are, that's why they are called latent um, uh, desire, latent hatred, latent stupidity, Barniel, that refers to that, a very subtle aspect of uh, uh, the destructive emotions. And so those are um, eliminated in the way that we, uh, we just explained. And in terms of uh, so the um, the example that they refer to, so as we said, there are uh, nine uh, the um, the uh, obscurations that um, defilement that obscure the Buddha nature of uh, could be categorized in uh, nine uh, group. And so the first uh, three are uh, namely latent desire, latent hatred, and latent stupidity. And in terms of the example that we mentioned earlier, then the latent desire 
um, correspond to the um, to the first um, example that is of uh, the decaying lotus, and the second um, the um, uh, the latent hatred correspond to the um, to the bees, and uh, the third one the um, um, the latent uh, stupidity or ignorance um, correspond to the uh, kernel inside the, um, the husk, or the rather to the sorry to the husk around the kernel. <laughs> and so, so now we come to the fourth, which is um, the actual three poisons. And so the uh, intense, full arising of those three poisons, which bring existence in the realm of desire and are destroyed by meditating on uh, disgust and so on. So then we have uh, the uh, the three poisons uh, themselves manifest, like when they are, you know, actual, you know, desire, actual hatred, actual uh, ignorance or stupidity, and those um, so are counted as one, is uh, one type of uh, of obscuration. And um, corresponding to uh, the example of the um, um, the gold in, in in filth or the the aspect of uh, filth or uh, garbage that uh, is around the gold, and um, so there is um, so the actual three poisons the text explained there the uh, intense full arising of those uh, three poisons which brings existence in the realm of desire. So those um, uh, are the, the cause so here that uh, um, the actions that give rise to the uh, um, rebirth in the desiram are the uh, uh, meritorious and, and non-meritorious karmic actions which are which result in taking rebirth in the uh, in the uh, the realm of uh, desire and so within those there are those uh, three poisons and um, so it says that the uh, those three poisons are remedied or eliminated by <laughs> meditating on uh, ugliness or um, and uh, uh, on meditating on a ugliness that is for uh, desire the the remedy to to desire the antidote to desire is this meditation on ugliness the uh, um, as a remedy antidote to anger that is or hatred that is uh, meditating on loving kindness and as a uh, antidote to ignorance that is meditating on uh, the interdependent origination on interdependence and so those are the uh, uh, the different uh, antidotes so that's what Wayne says by meditating on disgust and so forth that means by meditating so on uh, disgust and loving kindness and on um, uh, interdependence as antidote to those uh, three actual manif uh, actual um, destructive emotions fully manifest um, poisons of a desire, hatred and stupidity which are as we just said counted as uh, one uh, type of obscurations corresponding to the fourth um, example that is of the, uh, the filth that covers the gold. Um, 
The next is the uh, uncontaminated actions in an art's mind and tendencies to ignorance that give rise to existence in a ma mental body, all of which are destroyed by the primordial wisdom of a great bodhisattva. Um, So the um, mm. 
So it says, um, those untainted actions, untainted uh, karma in the continuum of um, arats. So we talk about Shavaka arats and Pratika Buddhas. Um, and the, um, uh, the mental uh, body, uh, which, um, or the, uh, or the, rather the, um, he says, um, the tendencies to ignorance, or it's, um, it's more, it's uh, the ground of the habitual tendencies of ignorance that we mentioned earlier, this Marit Balchakisa, um, the ground of the, uh, uh, habitual tendencies to ignorance—that uh, subtle aspect of uh, the uh, of ignorance—that is um, still uh, present in the uh, in the mind of the arats, and that give rise to uh, the mental body. And so, this um, uh, those uh, this uh, ground of um, habitual tendencies of ignorance is um, is kind of uh, laid bare when uh, reaching, uh, for the first time, when reaching upon um, arthood. And so this is, uh, we talk about this uh, ground of uh, the <coughs> habitual tendencies to ignorance in, uh, uh, in the case of, uh, that give rise to the, uh, to the mental body and as well as the untainted action. So in the case of the arats, of uh, the Pratika Buddha arats and the uh, Shravaka arats, as well as the, uh, the Bodhisattvas on the Bhumis, up to and including the tenth bumi, and so it is only at um, Buddhahood that uh, those um, <coughs> are removed, and so um, here, so this is the fifth uh, type of obscurations that correspond to uh, those, um, so the ground of the habitual tendencies uh, to ignorance and the and contaminated actions, and but those in the continuum here we're talking about those in the continuum of an arat, that means in the continuum of a Shravaka arat or Pratika Buddha arat. It's not in the continuum of the uh, uh, Arya Bodhisattvas when we talk about it, in the case of this fifth uh, uh, type of uh, obscurations, because we're going to talk now uh, uh, about, uh, so later after comes now the explanation of the type of obscurations that are in the continuum of the Arya Bodhisattvas, and so which is discussed in a, uh, slightly differently. And so therefore here we need to understand that this um, fifth um, category of obscurations, that is the uncontaminated or untainted actions and the, uh, ten, uh, the, the ground of the habitual tendencies to ignorance that give rise to the uh, mental body, are uh, those in the mind of the Arats, Pratika Buddha Arat and Travaka Arats only. And um, so, um, and because um, here is just as they are the, f the first one who kind of, you know, uh, um, for whom we talk about this, this uh, um, ground of habitual tendencies to ignorance, the uh, untainted actions, the mental body, the uh, um, uh, inconceivable death and transference, so those different uh, notions as uh, so Gyalotsawa was mentioning, this is the way that uh, this uh, should be understood here. And so this is remedied by the primordial wisdom of a great Bodhisattva, the Chantru Chambos and the Sangirwa. So that is uh, the primordial wisdom of a great Bodhisattva. Great Bodhisattva meaning the Buddha. Uh, Changchuk uh, Chempo is... Uh, so that is the, uh, the wisdom of uh, the Buddha. This is only the wisdom of the Buddha w which is able to remove those um, uh, um, 
last kind of a type of uh, those uh, subtle most uh, obscurations. And so that corresponds to the uh, to the fifth example, also the uh, the treasure, uh, the, the 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 ground that you know covers the the treasure. ทองบังสนะดิสกเกดีเอ่อลําจูกีสกเกดลานิสิมชาปะเรอทอกจูกีทอกจูกินจูลายเอชาปิกีเอ็นดิบาดีคาริปังเกอเรสนะทองลําก
the uh, the path of uh, of seeing, and so those are discarded. This, uh, those um, destructive emotions are discarded <coughs> on uh, the path of uh, seeing, and then um, so that corresponds to um, the example to the uh, sixth uh, example that is of the uh, the, the fruit in the uh, in um, the, the tree in the fruit. You know, and so that is uh, we have like we're not saying that there is actually you know a, a big tree inside the small uh, grain there, but just you know this idea that is uh, from the grain that the, you know this great tree can grow. So that was the uh, example. Um, um, then the sev uh, seventh obscuration are those obscurations in the mind of a noble one in training, which are discarded on the path of meditation. We we have a noble one, an Arya, um, so. Um, a bodhisattva on the Bhumis, but who um, still have within his mind stream uh, discards of the path of meditation. That is, discards of the path of meditation refers to uh, destructive emotions that are to be, uh, or obscurations that are to be discarded, abandoned on uh, the path of, uh, of, uh, of meditation. So th these correspond to um, Arya Bodhisattvas, so on the path of uh, seeing. Arya Bodhisattvas on the path of seeing still have the uh, uh, the obscurations that are to be discarded on the path of meditation, and when they are discarded, then reach on the path of uh, meditation. So um, this is the the seventh type: the uh, obscurations in the mind of uh, bodhisattvas on the first bumi or path of um, uh, seeing. Then, uh, and that corresponds to uh, the example of the um, uh, the um, ragged cloth uh, that covers the statue. Then the eighth um, category are those obscurations that remain to be discarded by those on the seven impure uh, levels which are destroyed on uh, the pure <coughs> levels. So there are those um, uh, obscurations that are in the mind of uh, the bodhisattvas on the, um, on the bhumis, but on the seven uh, impure levels that are the, the first uh, seven bhumis. And there are still some uh, type of obscurations which are removed only on the um, on the later uh, on the later bumis from the um, eight uh, bumi onwards. So this corresponds to uh, the eighth type of obscurations, obscurations that remain to be discarded um, by those on the seven impure levels, and that <coughs> corresponds to the um, to the, 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 the poor woman who is uh, pregnant of the um, universal monarch. Mm -hmm. うん、で、ね、あ、あ、ジマコバで。たびさらてんばいに、ジマドリタが定義づけた。ドリタは定義づけのえ、え、それ。ジバタは、ちゃは、ジョンジェギ、ネボテギ、ショムジャルチュルバ
呃，地毛那什么东西呢？古迹古迹里面也不要了呗，是不是？地毛地了，那古毛是啥民族啊？地毛地毛古毛就有毛的呗，是不是？长那什么东西呢？地毛菜的毛的，是不是？你有牛
that uh, that leads to uh, complete enlightenment. So that is um, so the uh, the ninth type of uh, uh, obscurations. Um, And which corresponds to uh, so the the last example that is the the cast around the the beautiful statue, the perfect statue. And so the text continues saying the nine um, the above nine kinds of defilement are explicitly taught by means of the nine analogies such as enclosure within the lotus and the others. And so uh, here, so we 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 get, there's those uh, nine categories of uh, obscurations or the different. Uh, obscurations that cover the uh, the Buddha nature can be categorized in nine um, types, which are illustrated by those uh, nine examples that we discussed in the past few days. And so, in this uh, in this sequence, in this order, starting with the with the lotus and uh, progressively. So um, then uh, then there's a little clarification in the text about the uh, this way of categorizing. Is that um, is there only nine uh, types of uh, destructive emotions or not? You know, interesting question. Well, the, uh, uh, the text says where where the confines of all the subsidiary emotions to be classified, they would exceed all ba- bounds. That means you know they're measureless. There are infinite number of destructive emotions, and so it is um, just uh, one way of uh, categorizing them or uh, understanding the different types of destructive emotions. It's um, dividing up the uh, different types of uh, or grouping the different types of destructive emotions into those uh, nine categories. So, as it says, uh, but as an abbreviated presentation, these nine defilements, starting with desi- desire, are accurately explained in terms of their nine respective analogies, starting with enclosure within uh, the lotus. And so, so, but then if we are to um, Kind of uh, summarize or present uh, present in brief those uh, measureless, limitless, um, um, destructive emotions. Then we, we group them in uh, in categories in those uh, nine categories. And so and in order to present uh, to present them clearly and also by relying on uh, the nine examples that were. Um, explained that were presented, and so in this uh, sequence, uh, following for, uh, starting with uh, the first example of the uh, decaying lotus, and, and so on, um, and so and so in this way, so we're able to present those nine categories also using these uh, uh, those example and uh, and <coughs> as a yanda <laughs> I was asking Campbell uh, about this expression, Yandava Tento was, you know, uh, he, here it says in the English, accurately explained, just to if you, what it meant exactly. And uh, so Campbell said, well, just just understand, you know, what's taught, you know, it means, and Yandapa was like, you know, Correctly taught, or you know, it's a, it's a good presentation. Correct, you know, presentation of uh, um, of those uh, nine um, so obscurations using the nine example <coughs> examples. Nali, solo kande rongtun jinjalsi, chus, shodu dedo, songa. Nadi solo katamagre, 
Rongton asserts that the commentary for this last four line has been added. So to explain, uh, the uh, um, so what Rongton Shijakurun is saying is that these um, lines actually uh, have been added 
into the root text based on the commentary by Asanga. Those lines are found in uh, Asanga's commentary to uh, the Uttara Tantra Shastra. He wrote uh, this commentary, and so these explanations, the, the last, you know, there's a, a correspond to verse, we're discussing here verse 135, right? But in brief, these nine defilements, desire and the rest, and so on. Yeah? So this uh, last stanza, so what Rantan is saying, that actually it was in the commentary in Asanga, and so they put it uh, into the uh, the root text, it was put in the put uh, in the root text as after, so that's why it says it, it doesn't really belong to the root text, and uh, so, so it has been uh, added, therefore. Um, now to the... Um, uh, if, if we... Um, then, uh, Gurlutzawa is explaining that um, actually um, when looking at the uh, the different translations, so there's the uh, the translation of uh, Nato Lotawa, who uh, has a, a translation in prose, and then there's also the uh, the translation of Not uh, Lotawa and Patsap, uh, which is in uh, in verse. And so, so which are in verses. So they have you know there's a translation by Not Lotawa, there's another translation by uh up, and so those are um, in verses. And so, when looking at those uh, different translations, so we can see the verse, um, this verse appearing there. And so, what uh, Golotzawa is saying is that um, it might not be the, uh, uh, it might not have been written by uh, um, Maitreya himself in the, um, so in the root text. However, in terms, of it, it really corresponds to uh, what you know. Uh, <coughs> Maitreya was teaching. It's it's really in tune with uh, Maitreya's teaching here. So there's no uh, harm in considering it to be part of the root text. And you could say that uh, um, it's part of the root text. Also, you may want to consider that it was not part of the of the root text, as Rungtun uh, uh, is, is saying, and Gelotar is saying. This is fine. Also, there's no you know there's no big problem either way. You know. Uh, slightly different from uh, Rongton Shijakunich's position, who says, you know, he, he says uh, very clearly, well, this line is not part of the root text. This has been, you know, added. And so Golotawa is mo uh, more kind of a, uh, a little bit of a, a broader, uh, take a broader perspective on, on this. <laughs> ジマンゲボンデダゲソケンナムダンスタディジマンゲボンデゲチュインランディプシオンディディニジマンゲボンデデンサゲカンザシニエセシャルカンザカンザカンザクカンザクデダゲジバソソケオンナムダンオソンデ
So now how they obscure the Dhamma Datu. Um so these nine defilements um so now we're going to relate um, those uh, nine types of obscurations we just mentioned to the uh, um, different types of individual. And so on the basis of this distinction in nine different types of obscuration, we distinguish also nine different types of uh, individuals. And so first says, these nine defilements are respectively four, one, two, and two impurities. So, um, four in the uh, in childish beings, that is the uh, ordinary beings. Um, one in the uh, in the arats, so that corresponds to the shravakas and particular buddhas. Two in uh, those in uh, training, so meaning those um, on the path of uh, of um, of accumulation and joining, as well as the uh, path of uh, seeing and meditation. And two in uh, those with intelligence, that is uh, the uh, Bodhisattvas on the impure and pure levels. And so, it says, in each group there are the impurities in terms of being the most <coughs> important, the ones which prevent the ultimate Dhammadatu from becoming manifest in those individuals. So, uh, again, so we have those, um, we just mentioned the so nine types of defilements, and that correspond to the uh, uh, the different types of, uh, of individuals. Uh, so it's uh, the... Uh, Mm. So it's, it's not nine types of individuals, it's four types of individuals. Yeah? Uh, the uh, uh, the childish being or ordinary <coughs> beings, one. The uh, arats, corresponding to Shavakas and particular Buddha arats, uh, two. The, uh, those in training, that correspond to uh, those on the uh, path of uh, seeing and meditation as well as those on the path of accumulation and joining. And then uh, four is uh, those those with intelligence, so the bodhisattvas on the impure and pure levels. 
-hmm. So, um, in relation so to those uh, nine types of defilement, and uh, the way that uh, those four categories of individual relate to the nine types of uh, obscurations is um, so as mentioned in the in the root text, it says. Um, respectively first four, then one, then two, and lastly two impurities. So that is, uh, to s uh, spell it out, um, four in the uh, childish beings, there are four types of obscurations that correspond to the first four, the latent um, desire, latent hatred, latent stupidity, as well as manifest uh, the, the, the three poisons which are manifest that correspond to the fourth category. Um, manifest desire, hatred, and, um, and um, ignorance. Mm -hmm. So those first four correspond to the first category, to the uh, uh, the childish beings or ordinary beings. Um, then the uh, the next uh, correspond so the uh, this uh, one that corresponds to the arats, and this is what was mentioned. You know this. Um, a ground of the uh, habitual tendencies to ignorance as well as the untainted karma uh, related to it. So this um, aspect, this type of obscuration, then uh, pertains to the uh, to the second category, the arts. Then uh, those in uh, training, so that is uh, those so on the path of training, those on the path of accumulation, on the path of joining, as well as um, be some beings on the path of uh, of seeing and uh, meditation, so who still have so those obscurations. So the, there's two types. This first what was mentioned, those type of obscurations which are removed on the path of uh, seeing, uh, the so-called discard of the path of seeing, which are remedied when reaching the path of seeing. So that is obscurations in those um, or, uh, ordinary uh, beings on the path of accumulation and the path of joining. And then mm, the next is those uh, obscurations which are r remedied on uh, the path of uh, meditation, which are uh, obscurations so in uh, the continuum of uh, beings or aryas on the path of seeing and on the path of meditation. And then um, the, um, the fourth uh, category, the fourth type, are those uh, um, great uh, bodhisattvas, uh, loden, translated here as uh, uh, those with intelligence, and so, which are the uh, the bodhisattvas so on the impure and pure levels, and have those uh, type of uh, obscurations to correspond to the last two types of obscurations, the eighth, which is uh, which are those obscurations that remain to be discarded by those on the seven impure levels, and uh, which are destroyed on the pure levels, and then the uh, the obscurations on the pure level, which are destroyed by the vajra-like uh, concentration. So in each group, there are the impurities in terms of being the most important uh, obscuration that prevent those uh, different beings from uh, actualizing, from getting closer to realizing the ultimate uh, Dharma Datu. Uh, keeping in mind, of course, that those on a higher level, you know, don't have the obscurations of those on the on the lower uh, level. Those have been uh, eliminated, whereas those on the lower level have uh, the obscurations that are present also on the higher level, on the on those highest levels. Then you just have, you know, qualities. You go into uh, increasing uh, level of. Uh, of uh, development and developing um, qualities and uh, and removing obscuration. Mm. 
ロバトンゴムダンスにとはだとんがんどんごそうじょたちびとんごんせんでああだでえてめんぎでそいんせんにしゅるごどうちゃばれうんどんどんごうんどんごうあきだとむんどしゅるどうそんなてきんてきんて
the ordinary beings, we have the arats, we have those in training, and then we have the uh, those with intelligence. And so the third category, those in training. So Zhongtun explained that uh, actually it um, it correspond to uh, those on the path of uh, the lesser vehicle. So the Hinayana, on the Hinayana also there is a path of seeing and there is a path of uh, meditation. And so Rongton explained that actually this is what this um, uh, category uh, correspond to, that those who are on training on the, path, on the Hinayana path. And that uh, the next category, those uh, with intelligence, correspond to uh, the Bodhisattvas uh, on the Bhumis. And uh, Dhopapa says that uh, they are common, so that is, um, you have an, uh, uh, that those in training, so correspond to both, you know, those who are on training on the path of, uh, on the Hinayana path, and those who are on training on the Mahayana path as well. So that category, uh, the third category, those in training, would include uh, both for Dolpopa. Um, here, uh, we notice that uh, Mipam Rumshi himself doesn't, uh, you know, make any comment or doesn't uh, clarify. Uh, probably uh, uh, thinking that uh, either way is, uh, is fine, either way of understanding. And um, Gambo says that he himself feels that uh, um, an easy way to understand this would be to um, understand that <coughs> this third category, those in training, so we said that that corresponds to those on the path of uh, seeing and meditation as well as those, those on the path of accumulation and joining. So those on the path of seeing and meditation uh, would refer to uh, those who are on the path of seeing and meditation of the Hinayana and um, as well as those, those on the path of accumulation and joining that correspond to those on the path of accumulation and joining of the Hinayana and the Mahayana both yeah? and whereas the, uh, then the uh, fourth category correspond to um, which is called those with intelligence, which correspond to the uh, bodhisattvas on the boonies. Mm-hmm. So actually if we look uh, you know a bit closer then we see so there is it says those in training, so those on the path of seeing and meditation, as well as those those on the path of accumulation and joining. So again, those on the path of accumulation and joining, that refers to both, you know, those uh, who are on the path of accumulation and joining of the Hinayana and of the Mahayana. Those on the path of seeing, there would be also uh, both. You would have actually uh, those on the path of seeing of the Hinayana, and those on the path of seeing of uh, the Mahayana that would correspond to this, and then on the path of uh, those on the path of meditation, uh, actually there would be only those on the path of meditation of the Hinayana. That is because the uh, um, those on the path of 
meditation of the Mahayana are included within the next category. So otherwise there would be a kind of overlap, you know. So um, that would be the, uh, the way to, um, uh, to understand this. Um, now the next section is a detailed explanation of each analogy and its meaning. So, um, so we talked about you know uh, those nine types of obscurations, and we said that they are related to uh, those nine examples, starting with, for example, latent desire being related to uh, the uh, the example of the uh, decaying lotus. Um, so now we're going to see why. Why did we say that you know that um, obscuration? Uh, those different obscurations then relate to those uh, different analogies, and so um, this is uh, so this uh, this is what is explained in this section. So first, uh, just as when a lotus born from the mud is seen while still fresh, it gladdens uh, the heart, but later changes as it ages, and there is no gladness. So too, when latent desire as well as attachment through incorrect thinking become manifest, they bring gladness, but when they stop. There is no gladness, and just like the gladness of seeing a lotus. So, in terms of the so the lotus, which is um, born so um, so from the the mud, this, this beautiful uh, lotus that arises, and the first one it's fresh. It is really beautiful and uh, really uh, uh, nice to uh, to see and to uh, to behold, and uh, and um, so that is why it's fresh. But kind of you know quite quickly it start to uh, to decay. Uh, and uh, it's not quite as nice as uh, as it was. It starts uh, smelling and uh, um, and things like that. And so it is the same also with uh, the uh, attachment, attachment uh, through uh, incorrect thinking. So um, first, so become uh, manifest. And when you know because of attachment, when we have you know what we want, what we're attached to, we're quite happy. But you know as it, as it goes always, then at some point that we're attached to. Kind of uh, 
uh, we can't uh, have access to it or we're kind of uh, tired with it or uh, whatever and so it is uh, there is this um, impermanent factor that is um, to um, relate it to the uh, to the attachment that makes that the um, even though so at first it brings uh, you know a joy when we have it in the, in the same way that when we see a beautiful fresh lotus but then in the same way as you know after some time the lotus is not as fresh as it was uh, at first then in the same way also uh, based on this uh, object of attachment then we also experience uh, suffering the attachment turns into uh, something more painful <laughs> just as swarming bees when they are very agitated use their stings and cause pain so too the arising of manifest anger from latent hatred is similar because it brings the pain of suffering to one's own and others um, hearts so um, the example the second example is of uh, the uh, the bees uh, with uh, they have these uh, stings and when they use it, it uh, it's quite painful um, and so it is an uh, uh, example illustrating so the latent anger which is uh, also like when the uh, if uh, when the bees then start um, you know using their stings against uh, people then create a lot of uh, pain in the same way also this latent, uh, latent uh, hatred when uh, start to um, to rise to manifest then it brings a lot of uh, suffering so um, just as the kernel of rice and other grains cannot be seen as it is covered by the husk and so too the correct seeing of the meaning of the Sugatagaba is obscured by the actual like of latent ignorance and stupidity so this is quite self-explanatory <coughs> Dishin 
呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，呃，
Next is just as the existence of a great treasure of wealth because it is obscured under the earth remains unknown to the poor and um, they will not obtain and make use of that treasure so too in poor beings deprived of the wealth of the qualities their intrinsic primordial wisdom with its inexhaustible qualities being obscured by the earth of the tendencies to ignorance is rendered invisible so <coughs> Next example is the, uh, the example of the treasure that is uh, under the earth and cannot be seen. And uh, so that corresponds to this uh, ground of the habitual tendencies to ignorance. And because, in so in the example, um, there is um, this uh, poor man who has uh, under his house a great treasure but cannot see it because it is under the earth. If he were to get hold of this treasure, it is such that he would never have to worry again about um, about anything about money, and that would have uh, would be able to always live uh, comfortably and always have what he uh, what he uh, wants to acquire. And so this is uh, so the uh, it's called the inexhaustible. Uh, this is an inexhaustible treasure. So, but then the fact is that is uh, is not aware of it. He, he doesn't see it, and so therefore can't use it. And so this is uh, the same also. Uh, sentient beings, so who are uh, those poor beings in samsara, are uh, deprived of the wealth of the qualities, that is, the uh, the Buddha qualities, that even though they have them, uh, like the treasure that is buried under the earth, yet um, uh, it is... Um, so uh, obscured in sentient beings by uh, the ground of the habitual tendencies to ignorance and so the ground of the habitual tendency to ignorance is illustrated here so with this example of the earth that uh, prevent the poor man from seeing the treasure that would uh, um, help him enable him to obtain whatever he wants to obtain mm -hmm. Dubati, the
Um, next is just as as the tree or its shoot twigs and so on progressively grow, they uh, progressively penetrate through the outer layers of the seed. So too, as the primordial wisdom that sees the meaning of thatness gradually grows, it counters the emotions discarded by seeing. Gradually here presumably means from the point of view of Mm, not quite. Uh, rather, it's a, it's like a, an extraction. A gradually here means um, like a, an extraction. We'll come back to that. Mm, so, um, so here the uh, um, next example is the example of this uh, tree that grows from this uh, this grain, this uh, small seed, and so. When uh, the tree um, grows, then uh, you know first so there's the uh, um, the, the <coughs> shoot, and then you know progressively the the leaves and so on, the different um, aspect kind of uh, of the tree uh, develop. So uh, progressively, but progressively by also going through the uh, um, so these uh, outer layers of uh, the seed that uh, covers them, and so they start to. Uh, pierce uh, through the outer layers and then progressively uh, develop in uh, into a, a full tree. So there is this. Um, uh, so that is the example. And here it says, um, so too as the primordial wisdom that sees the meaning of suchness gradually grows. So that is also when this wisdom that um, uh, of the uh, the path of uh, of seeing that eliminates those. Um, 
um, destructive emotions which are to be uh, discarded uh, by the path of seeing, then um, so this this wisdom develops gradually in this way also through uh, the kind of a on the crust of the, uh, the destructive emotions and slowly, slowly this primordial uh, wisdom grows and uh, goes through this outer layer of the, uh, of the obscurations you know, and uh, becomes this, um, so this uh, wisdom of the path of seeing that, is, um, uh, that uh, remedies those uh, discards of uh, the path of uh, seeing, the so-called discards of the path of seeing. And so <coughs> here Mipamushi um, says, um, Think that uh, gradually, so there is uh, this uh, expression in the in the text, rim uh, rimki in uh, Tibetan. So ki uh, would be like uh, a rising or growing rim progressively, um, and so it says. Uh, so can we say I'm not hundred percent sure, but, uh, but I believe that drongne here means like drong means like when you when you extract, you know, when you when you come out. So it's a little bit like the the uh, the tree is coming out of the seed, you know, it's like kind of uh, extract itself from uh, from the seed. And so in the same way also there's this um, here what uh, this uh, gradually uh, would mean in the case of uh, the wisdom of the uh, the path of seeing is that also. It is a wisdom that um, that is um, it is by elimination of the obscurations that this wisdom becomes manifest. In the same way, it's like it is extracted. There, but it is extracted, you know, by eliminating, removing the kind of uh, obscurations that uh, we are covering it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I believe this is how to understand this uh, this mm-hmm. sentence. Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't uh, the meaning doesn't come out uh, very clearly? He says in uh, from this uh, sentence there. Mm. Yes. Right. Um. Stop here today. Um, first of all, Kemba says that in a, in, you know, in a few days we'll be uh, uh, playing some games together. Just want to know what what kind of games would you like to play? <laughs> Football. <laughs> うん。あ、パンゾ、パテンさんちか。カソレ。パンゾ、シャフショダンのチョディに出られね。あ。シャフショダンのチョキで、カソレ。サムスイソダボテシュキ、ドルデイクドア。うん。フォーカバガサね。
他长毛的一群他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这些人他们这
then there are different uh, ways of uh, understanding also. Uh, and, uh, for example, there are, um, I believe, uh, um, so usually we consider that uh, so uh, sentient beings like ourselves, like human beings, have a mind, but there's also um, people, I believe, who think that uh, earth, stones, flowers, uh, and uh, also equally have a mind. And so that is, um, uh, I heard that uh, people uh, bring up this kind of, uh, uh, make these kind of assertions and uh, backing up with the uh, with specific uh, uh, reasonings or reasons that they have to uh, to say this. And so this which uh, this would be uh, interesting to to explore also, uh, try to see. So um, because of Sadundode. So, uh, and so that would be the, uh, you know, the thing that would be, uh, that we could um, look into and having, you know, try to see, okay, what are the arguments for saying that, uh, you know, only uh, sentient beings have mind, and what are the arguments for saying that actually it's uh, broader than that, and that uh, plants or uh, even uh, um, stones um, have o also a mind? And so, um, in order to discuss that, then there would be the, the debate between uh, so uh, Nagarjuna and uh, Asanga. So it's just just name, just but basically it means that I mean we need to create two camps, two sides that would uh, then discuss. So people who would uh, take one and uh, and uh, some who take the other, and then uh, discuss that. That would be. Uh, so we need to do that. だって名所だうち。で、基本で、うん。だ、そうそう芸人さんも考えて、で、何人で言うんでたキャバ so it would be like a, a debate in the sense that you know we bring up we need to bring up reasons for you know whatever we we assert and so the idea is that we first uh kind of think about the reasons why uh, so whichever you know side we would be in but just think about the reason why you know there would be mind uh why um there is mind and so uh, or in only in sentient beings or like the pros and cons and they really think about the the reasons for that so one one aspect is that we of course that we you know should think about it but also could be interesting to uh, look up some references and see what uh, others are saying about this also to research a little bit and, and so and then uh, then we'd come to uh, together and then uh, you know share that and uh, make sure that uh, we uh, um, you know present the uh, the reasons for uh, whatever assertions that we are making, investigating in, into this, and having our two sides called for the sake of a speciousness, uh, the uh, the Nagarjuna team and the Asanga team. Uh, 
This would be a very helpful exercise, you know, because, um, you know, when we talk about mind and we say, you know, someone, yeah, here, you know, the sentient beings have a mind, you know, there's, there's mind there. And if someone were to ask, uh, yes, why, that becomes a little bit difficult, you know, unless you really thought about it. It's, it's quite difficult to, to, to talk and to, to explain, you know, about mind. And so that's why this exercise would be, you know, really valuable. So basically, so we can you know divide into into two the classes. So obviously, some people on the the left and some on the right. I know. Because maybe maybe we do it like that because if we ask people to choose their camp, maybe we'll end up with like most of the people supporting the fact that there's mind only in sentient beings and not in stones. And so that might be a little bit imbalanced. So maybe if we do it that way, where we divide the the class, what, 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 what do you think? So who would want to be part of the group who uh, defends the position that uh, earth and stones don't have a mind and they are not sentient beings? Don't have mind. Don't have or phenomena, you know, material. That's part of it. Plants, earth, stone, don't have a mind. Don't have mind, right? Do not have a mind. Only sentient beings have a mind. Yeah. So how many people uh, want to uh, think that the uh, stone earth uh, plants have a mind? Oh, so there's 13, yeah. 4 on the other side, 
And I thought there was Left. more than 17 people in this class. <laughs> <laughs> So those 13 people also uh, uh, would um, so uh, prepare on this, on uh, the fact that uh, so earth, stones, uh, plant have mind, not just sentient beings, and uh, the rest of the people are in the other group who are going to uh, contend yeah, other, that... Other uh, groups so who are the remaining people? Can you raise your hand? Who are not? Everybody, everybody, all the people who already raised their hand also for that group. No, there was... So... <laughs> well, there's 24 people in the classroom, and we have 13 people on one side and four on the other. There's a. Okay. Maya, okay, that's one. But then, you know, still six left. So who didn't raise his hand? Mm. Who is in the okay? Who is in the group that? Uh, 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 